welcome to Board Trivia, the podcast that wants to suck your blood. I am your co-host, Count Britton. Good evening, Count. <laughs> On this very special Halloween episode of Pod Trivia, I will be oh. talking like this the entire time. <laughs> is it Halloween? <laughs> this is the Halloween episode. Oh, uh, happy All Hallows Eve to all listeners. Welcome to this episode. I am David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm a mummy. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not actually going to talk like that the whole time. Thank goodness, because <laughs> you're talking today. There's no way we would have been able to get through it without laughing every ten seconds. The pyramids is where I was born and raised. See, I, okay, this is why I didn't want to do it, because I was so worried it would turn into Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I needed to compose myself, because I needed to make sure I was in the right, uh, you know, vampire accents. frame of mind. All right. of your accents are always just slight derivatives of... Um, Borat. Borat. Borat, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was taking me a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's just Italian Borat. <laughs> vampire Borat. <laughs> That's really the only accent you have. Can you do any impressions, Britain, or is it just accents? Well, I can do Borat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good call. Never mind. All right, let's, let's not. Yeah. Britain, what are you talking about today? Uh, I'm talking about pyramid power. Pyramid power, okay. Yes, and so three episodes, I talked about uh, specifically... What did I talk about? I wrote it down. Okay. So three episodes ago, I talked specifically about pseudo-archaeological pyramidology, which is basically how the pyramids were made and denying that they were made by humans. This episode, I'm talking more about pyramidology and pyramid power, which is the fact that pyramids as a geometrical shape possess supernatural powers. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. And I need to stop you right there. (laughs) (laughs) Cut this. I forgot to say this at the beginning. You can talk. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you introduced this as the fact that pyramids have supernatural powers. And if we're going to do an episode in which you believe that, I need to know now. No. So, yeah, I definitely wanted to focus on the straight facts and the history of pyramid power because it actually took off in the 70s and was a big movement. And so I'm going to go into how that they looked at pyramids and then built an industry around it. I personally don't think that it is real. Um, I'm going to go into this at the end when I talk a little bit more about how it's used in New Age. And I don't think it's that harmful. So if if it helps you in some way and it's not hurting anyone, go for it. Go buy a pyramid and stick it underneath your bed. Okay. Okay. So, uh, 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 I would put this in the same category as like most things sold on the Goop website. It's like no, no, things on the Goop website can hurt you, hun. Yes. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> but it. it this but one's... I love that with full confidence mm-hmm. you were like, "I'm going to speak about this thing that I know almost nothing about." Well done. Yeah. Well, th- th- isn't that what Goop does? I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what Goop does. <laughs> Okay, again. <laughs> <laughs> so I know some uh, some things about Goop. I watched some episodes of that Netflix show before I couldn't stop. I couldn't keep watching. Yeah. Anyway, Britain, back to you. Yes. So pyramids as geometrical shapes possess supernatural powers. I think this is best described by Jim from The Office when they have their the saber pyramid. I really was going to bring that up any moment now, but I trusted you to get there. I got you. Uh. The strongest shape ever constructed. A shape that fits mm-hmm. all other shapes inside of it. Jimbo. Tell me how you get a circle inside a pyramid. Well, it's a smaller circle and a larger pyramid. But what if it's a bigger circle? <laughs> then it's not a shape and it doesn't count. 
Then you just need a bigger pyramid, honey. I don't think you understand. We just need to be be building bigger pyramids. That's why the Pyramid of Giza is so large. Because you can yeah. fit any shape inside of it. They really wanted to fit a giant so circle in you there. You could fit Jupiter in it. Given Jupiter. the big enough pyramid. Jupiter is not a shape, it's a planet. Okay. That is true. Yeah, planets definitely don't have shapes. Continue. So, true or false? The Great Pyramids can false. concentrate electromagnetic... Wow. True or false? The Great Pyramids can concentrate electromagnetic energy. Okay. False. I'm going to say true, which I know might seem a shocking answer coming from me. But I'm going to say true because I think almost anything of a big enough mass probably attracts some level of tiny electromagnetism. So according to a 2008 study from physics.org, actually phys.org, it's like physics without the IC, um, this is but, true. But but is it a real <laughs> physics website <laughs> if it's phys.org? So, they got the .org, so they must be some organization. So, it would not take me more than five minutes to get a .org. I, Let's be 100% clear. So I, this... This study was published in a scientific journal. Okay. Um, and they used theoretical physics and numerical modeling to determine oh, that... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Theoretical physics? I mean, Analytic things are determined by theoretical physics. Yeah. Real things, though? Yes. Yeah, like real, real things. Like a lot of space things, you yeah. know? Yeah, that always works out well. That's never been a problem. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. So, yeah. Based on numerical modeling and analytical models of physics, they determined that it can, in fact, concentrate electromagnetic energy um, in its internal chambers and underneath its base. And that, that's all I'm going to talk about that. I should, okay. I should is it also... Is pyramid, or is it specifically the pyramids? Specifically the Pyramid of Giza, the Great Pyramid. Um... So I hate science, and so I don't know a lot of science and don't enjoy science, and I had to do a lot of scientifical research. That's a word. It's, it is. That's how much I hate science, that I have to make up my own words to fully express. Can't be a part of the system. Um, and yeah, so that's as much as I had looked into that because I didn't want to read anymore about mm -hmm. science. So it is proven that the pyramid as a shape or at least the Great Pyramid, can concentrate electromagnetic energy. So there's some basis in science for a lot of what I'm about to talk about. Um, just sometimes they get a little bit off, off okay. track. So one of the first things that people went to for pyramid power was that it had an ability to preserve food. And this was first yes. discovered by Antoine Bovis. So there are two theories about how this got started. One which Antoine Bovis agrees with and one that he says is false. I want you guys to try and guess which is true. Okay. So the first theory. Quote, end quote, true. Correct. First theory. First theory. He went to the Great Pyramid of Giza and saw inside there was a garbage can full of dead animals that had wandered into the king's chamber at the Great Pyramid. And they hadn't decayed at all. Therefore, he decided that it was because of the shape of the pyramid. Uh -huh. Part two. Mm -hmm. He decided one day that he was going to make small cardboard pyramids uh -huh. to scale and then put them on a north-south axis, which the Pyramid of Giza is on, and then put small fish in it and mummified it. I, I'm going to say that he probably... I'm going to go with the first one. I'm going to also go with the first one. one. would work. Now, here is a question. This theory, is it about just the Great Pyramid, or is this all pyramids? So, the, the second answer is true. He said he had never been to Egypt. Okay. So, he, and... he decided that the shape from based on the great pyramid of giza he decided that it had supernatural powers and then made his own pyramid to see if this held true now if food
food mummified, doesn't that just mean it got rotten? No, it doesn't rot. Right. Like it holds its freshness. So if I make a pyramid out of napkins, we'll never have produce go bad again? Correct. So there are... On a north-south axis. So there are certain things that make it better or worse of having magical powers. So if it's of gold or copper, that's supposed to be better. If it's on the north-south axis, that's supposed to help it. Um, we need like a magic sound for when we talk about nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> so he came up with this theory because he determined... So Antoine Bovis was a dowser. Do you know what dowsing is? No. No. What about a dowsing rod? Oh, uh, is isn't that that thing where you like take two like pieces of metal or something and you sort of like put them in front of you put one in each hand. They're sort of like little L no. shapes. So it is one stick that that oh, okay. branches off into two. So it's two handles. And then oh, okay. the tip is supposed to it's a type of divination that's supposed to point right. you towards either groundwater or metal or gems. Um, sometimes. Or ghosts. Um, fun fact, in America, when it's used for looking for petroleum, it's called doodle bugging. <laughs> I'm just going out there doing some doodle bugging. Don't worry about that. Yes. So he thought that the Egyptians used a pendulum dowsing to orient the pyramids directly on the north-south axis. Um, okay. So that way it's meridian points true north. Um, and then mm -hmm. b because of this, food will change at its molecular level to change the taste or become less bitter or acidic. <laughs> molecular level that is the theory just by yeah, placing yeah, yeah, yeah. it inside yes. the pyramid uh -huh. so the next mm -hmm. next mm -hmm. very common theory um is that it can keep razor blades sharp um, and mm -hmm. this you know they did a lot of shaving yeah in the pyramids in, in, in the ancient Egypt. <laughs> so with razor blades how this got started um was that from a czechoslovakian man named carol Durbel. And he knew of an old army trick where if you place a straight-edged razor on the windowsill at night, in light of the full moon, by morning it will become completely dull. So therefore, he... That's not true. I don't think it's true. Oh, but that okay. is... That's the old army trick. If you ever want to dull a straight-edge razor... Why would you want to dull it, though? Don't ask questions. So, okay. based on this theory... <laughs> He's so much worse to shave with in the morning. He declared that polarized light of the moon vibrates in only one direction. Therefore, it dulls the blade. Uh, that so, makes complete sense. you can maintain sharpness of the razor by focusing the Earth's magnetic energy. You know, <laughs> what? See, this what is my this is this is my favorite <laughs> kind of science because it's not silence. It's just declaring things. I declare that polarized light of the moon goes in one direction. Therefore, we can use magnetic pulses to keep it sharp. An episode at some point in which we talk about real science. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I, I do have some real science at the end. Okay. But mm -hmm. this is not it. I'm, I'm going to do an episode on real science sometime in the future, but go ahead. So, um, this is in the 1930s. Uh, the Times in London posted that if you orient your razor blades north and south by the compass, it makes them last longer. And so Carol Durbel used these two phenomenon in order to create the Pharaoh's shaving device, which was a pyramid that he actually patented, pa patented, pa painted, I'm sorry, pa patented, 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 or did he get a patent? He got a he patent, a patent on it. And the pharaoh did? No, he did, and he called it the pharaoh's razor blade. <laughs> pharaoh's shaving like, device. I don't think patents existed back then. Um, and yes, so he got a patent in 1959. So this was a real innovation that 
he patented and sold. Uh-huh. So now we're, mm. we're going to go into some other things that the pyramids can do. So, multiple choice question. Which of these is a power that pyramids can do? A, trigger sexual urges. B, cheap booze left under a pyramid mellows and tastes better. C, polish metals. Or D, speed healing of cuts and burns. I'm going to go with C, polished metals. B. They are all correct. <laughs> Pyramids can That's do all question. of those things. So, in addition to those, a couple other things pyramids can do. They can improve health. They are a thought form incubator. Don't know what that means. Don't really care. Okay. <laughs> also, seed storage. Moving, moving through these. Yell out some words that are true about pyramids. <laughs> we, we got a lot more things pyramids can do. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, seeds stored in pyramids germinate sooner and grow higher. Uh-huh. Wait, seeds in a, in dirt or just seeds left on a stand? So if you have, I, I mean, I'm, I assume that, yes, seeds in dirt left underneath okay. a pyramid. Okay. Um, and specifically, all of these things would happen more if you put them in the exact spot where the king's chamber is on the Great Pyramid. Right. Obviously. Yes. So now I went to a website called Gaia.com. And to give you a little taste of what it was, I hit a link and apparently it didn't work. So I got an error 404 message. Sure. But what the website said instead of that was, you have reached a passageway between the past and the future. You are not lost, but what you are looking for has not yet been found. We might have to work on a group definition of what trivia is. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So, That's such a creative 404 bitch. <laughs> according to this website, theory suggests that pyramids can generate electricity by using the energy that flows along the Earth's surface, like a natural power plant. Which In is... this world, are they alive? Like, are they like, I'm gonna generate now? What? Like, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think what Bessie... Was what Bessie? did <laughs> say Bessie. Good lord. I think what Becky is asking is, like, is the pyramid alive, or, like, do people believe that the pyramid is thinking through the process of, like, I'm going to generate electricity? No, no, it's not alive. It just can do this. I mean, it... it say it, that like any of this is logical, Britain. All right, carry on. We got to have some level of just just going with it. Just... Okay. This is, really this is the history. Know. This is what people believe. This is, like, uh -huh. fact and truth of what they thought. It didn't sure. mean that this could actually happen. So, on the Gaia website, they say that the pyramid power has been used to preserve food, purify water, improve the taste of coffee, wine, and certain fruit juices, increase the growth rate of plants, sharpen or maintain the sharpness of razor blades, restore the luster to tarnished jewelry and coins, promote healing of cuts, bruises, and burns, reduce pain from toothaches and headaches, function as a thought form incubator, and help attain increased relaxation. And so if you yep. want, for only a hundred dollars a year, you can join their website oh. where you will find videos and pamphlets and PFDs, no. PDFs, all about this. Oh no, I really hope that they don't have a lot of subscribers. That just hurts my soul. Yes. <laughs> now here's the real question. Could you be a flat earther and still believe in this pyramid path? Yeah, why not? Well, I'm just I'm just trying to think through the things that they believe. Does any of it have to do with like the Earth curving? So very actually specifically, um, I learned this in my research about the previous pyramids. Um, people think that the Egyptians knew that the Earth was round and used that measurement when building the pyramids. Because ah. of the math theories that I talked about, um, sure. mm -hmm. they used the radius, and therefore they thought that it wasn't flat. Right. I don't. I, that wasn't a good description, but no, they very okay. people very specifically did not think that Egyptians thought that the world was flat. Okay. Cool. Fair enough. So that's kind of okay. Apart from the website, um, that's kind of the history of how. 
pyramid power got started. Um, and in the 70s, it became popular because it was the title of multiple books. The first of which was based on the work by Verbal that created the Pharaoh's shaving device. Mm-hmm. So I now have a testimony, testimonial. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can get it, but it is by this guy named. I'm gonna mess up this name. It is a Egyptian name. It's by Mo Abdelbaki. Okay. So he, as a child, worked in a pyramid shop, and they sold copper pyramids for hats, books, and pyramid energies and pyramid energy generators. And so this is a quote that he said about his time working there. Everyone seemed to feel some sort of movement when referring to meditating underneath a pyramid or working with a pyramid, as if you're being pushed or dragged along a hallway. I often felt as I were swirling, the same sort of feeling I used to get as a kid when I'd spin around in circles until I fell over, except pyramid power didn't make me sick. Meditate, wow. Meditating in the Big Pyramid was an experience that defies description. I don't know what happened inside that space, but my meditations were deeper, more intense, and often bordered by on hallucinatory. So he goes on to talk about... He, so he says that, but then right after he debunks it, because he talks about oh. how there hasn't been any scientific um, experiments done that prove pyramid power and so he even says it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist but there's you know no proof and so some of the theories behind this are is that there's a massive conspiracy to keep the truth from the public and pyramid power is real classic classic one classic it's pure pseudoscience also correct yeah um the inability for current science to understand everything. And so this falls in the what science doesn't know category. Uh-huh. Oh, I really can't wait to do an, an episode on science because I would really love to talk about how like scientists agree. Save it for the episode. All right, fine. Uh, and then the last that it's an elaborate con for the gullible. And so Mo thinks that it's somewhere in the middle of all of these. He doesn't think it's fully real. But he doesn't think that it's not real. You know, he just really mm-hmm. finds that fine line. So really on the fence. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to describe a credible witness to a phenomenon, you would, of course, mention that they experienced something so much that they almost started having hallucinations. Right. That would be very credible to give good evidence to... To your anything. situation yeah to yeah. anything most yeah. credible especially during the 70s when mm-hmm. a lot of people were taking things things <laughs> most credible witnesses do hallucinate that is a proven fact that's science yes. <laughs> so in the set 70s pyramids started being investigated to be used as study booths for students to relax and study in because it's supposed to help your brain power and calm you down there were also Pyramid canisters that were being made for food storage in hopes that it would preserve it longer. Uh And it would have been so interesting to see like a row of pyramid cans on like a shelf in a Mm -hmm. grocery store because you would have to like invert them on occasion in order to fit them in between two other ones. It would be fascinating to look at. Well, if you think about it, they currently sell like sandwiches in triangular. But thing. that's not a pyramid. No, no, it's not. Have we been talking about sandwiches this whole time? Yes. <laughs> that is this episode. All right, so Kyle. Yeah. I got you. I, I, I wormed in a hockey question for you. Ah, oh, thanks. This hockey team used a pyramid in order to win three games in a row in the quarterfinals in 1976. I have... It could literally be any hockey team. Cool, the so the name one. doing the flying V. I mean, that was the 90s. But, um... It doesn't mean I'm wrong. I'll say that it's the Penguins. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs! What are you mm-hmm. doing, Toronto? So, they were... Let me read this real quick. So, the Toronto Maple Leafs in... 
1975-1976 quarterfinal series. They had lost three games, and they decided to hang a plastic model of a pyramid in the clubhouse. Sorry, they lost two games. Okay. They hung a plastic model of the pyramid in the clubhouse, and each player had to stand underneath it for exactly four minutes, and they went on to win their next three games. Okay. But then Interesting. They, they still end up losing the series. So Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, three isn't enough to win a series. No. It really helps with my, our kids aren't going to play hockey. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think, I think any sports team, is superstitious especially in like baseball i think like baseball players are very very superstitious especially men yes also that um and even now it's a very common superstition in hockey where if your team is winning in the playoffs you don't shave at all and you only shave if you've either are you're out of the series or if you've won the Stanley Cup. And so that's why, like, if you ever look at okay. videos of hockey teams, like, winning the Stanley Cup, they all have these ridiculous beards that look hilarious. Makes sense. So Mythbusters also did an episode about pyramid power. They tested... I was going to say, if you, if you didn't get to the Mythbusters episode, I was going to be upset. But... I did my research. Yeah. I prepared. So they tested rotting food, rotting flowers, and then razor blades. They found no significant difference whether they were inside a pyramid or not. Uh, the Toronto Society for Psych- Psychical Research, which is does research all about no psychical. Oh, it's all about oh. ghosts and psychics oh, and. Okay. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm sorry to those real scientists. I might have offended. <laughs> So they did extensive tests and also found that pyramid containers were no more effective than anything else. And shocking. Yes. So they have pretty much debunked all of pyramid power. It, that Mythbusters episode did have one of my favorite um, uh, pranks, though, where they were testing if pyramids would shock you, I believe. And they had set up all these different pyramids and they were like testing if. Uh, you passed a very very tiny electrical current through it if like if the pyramid would like generate the electricity or you know uh, amplify the electricity and when you touched it you would get really shocked right? now are you sure you're not talking about the ark of the covenant i could certainly be talking you're about definitely the talking covenant. about the ark of the covenant i'm definitely talking about the ark yes of you the are covenant. i'm gonna Again, cut this out we're gonna have to review what facts are <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna talk about a couple other things about pyramidology before I go back to pyramid power. So Christian pyramidology, we talked a little bit about in the previous pyramid episode, and that was where they believed that the pyramid was stated in the Bible. And this got started by Charles Pizzazzi Smythe, who was the astronomer, wow, who was the astronomer royal of Scotland. So he decided that... Sorry, at some point I want to do an episode on what an astronomer royal is. Probably just an astronomer who works for the king, right? I need to know more. Keep going, Britain. So he fused pyramidology with British Israelism, which is that, mm-hmm. um, that the British Isles are direct descendants of the ten lost tribes of Israel, which is... a pseudo another pseudo archaeological belief much like aliens built the pyramids because it's been pretty debunked that there were any lost tribes of israel so right but based on that colonel garner theorized that the chambers contained prophetic dates concerning to the british celtic and anglo-saxon people and so i believe that colonel gardner is almost as egotistic as i am because the fact that you can go to Egypt and see these giant pyramids and decide that, ah, yes, this must have prophetic dates concerned to me. I don't know if any of y'all know. Yeah, that's really rough. That is crazy. So then based on that theory, um, Charles Taze Russell, or Taz Russell, T-A-Z-E, he was the founder of the Bible student movement. And he believed that the 
Great Pyramid was the Bible in stone, and it played the special part that we talked about in Isaiah 1919. Um, and another fun fact, the belief that the Bible, or well, the belief that the pyramid was included in the Bible is one of the reasons why it's on our money. Oh, interesting. So it, it related to the church, and then it also represents strength and duration, which is why it's on our money. So, Interesting. my next trivia question. What current day well-known religion was formed out of the Bible student movement? I'm going to guess Scientology. Becky? Mormonism? Jehovah's Witness. Oh. So, most Bible student... The way you owned was so... <laughs> I just didn't know. I just didn't... This is interesting. This is good oh facts. Yeah, see? So most Bible student groups continue to support pyramidology, but those associated with the Watchtower Society don't believe in that anymore. And then the Watchtower Society changed their names to Jehovah's Witness. Just to clarify, you mean the Bible studies within this movement, not all Bible studies. The bi- sorry, the it's the Bible student <laughs> okay, movement. So yes. Maybe I misheard you. Yeah, so no, I heard the same thing. So Charles Taze Russell is the founder of the Bible Student Movement, right. not Bible study groups. Thank you. Just in general. So Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe in pyramidology or Christian pyramidology, but they can trace their origins back to it. Oh, you know what? I did know part of this. Okay. Good. Do, do, you, do you have yeah, anything to add? Good add. <laughs> so that that's all I wanted to cover on that cover. Um, so next, I'm going to talk about mir- Next, I'm going to talk about modern pyramidology, and this was started by Alan Ford, who used creation theory as the basis that the sarcophagus that was found in the king's chamber is enshrined in iron meteorites that were blasted out during the time of creation. And. What? Yeah, so it gets a little wild. It, it, he, he takes a few things a few steps far. So he gets to this theory by referencing the pyramid texts, which are the oldest known Egyptian religious texts. Um, they're found on the walls and sarcophagi at Saqqara. Okay. It's in Egypt. I think it's in Egypt. I really hope it's in Egypt now. It is now. I say it is. Definitely in Egypt. This is how history works. A white man declares something, and then it's true to him. I declare history. (laughs) So, in the king's chamber, there are these two upwards inclined air shafts. And the theory is, by Alan Ford, the theory is that these were built to capture the magic of the moment of creation. And that the king's chamber can generate a low-frequency sound via the air shafts that can reenact the sound of the earth splitting open at the time of creation. What? What? Okay. What? All right. (laughs) Why would the earth be splitting open? I'm so confused. What? I don't. Okay, go ahead. I don't know. That's all I got. That's that's modern pyramid. Yep. Is that it? But, <laughs> I mean, I have more, but that's all in that section. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say that um, there is no reason to make things up about religion. It's like, enough, enough is there is. already in the text. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to go into New Age. New Age. What's is there another word that comes after that? Do I just end it there? New Age, not medicine. I don't know what you're gonna talk the, about. The like New a Age religion. Movement. New Age movement. I don't know. So we're gonna leave in, this in so people know how much you know about this topic. Continue. I did so much research, guys. <laughs> I, we know. We know. So, uh, New Age. Just the New Age. The New Age uses open pyramids to meditate under. Okay? That's that's what they do. All the New okay. Age kids are doing it nowadays. They're just oh, sitting under pyramids and meditating. 
that you mean the new age movement yeah 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 that's what i said new age okay okay so i wanted to try and find a, a little bit more science because it's obviously a little bit more recent to see if they could come up with scientific reasons why city under, underneath the pyramid is supposed to help and i found almost science it's like okay. science adjacent like there were there's science involved but they missed a couple steps so pyramids generate negative ions that help repair body cells which are transmitted through the air and circulated through the blood so too many positive ions, which is the result of pollution, causes depression and illness. Uh -huh. So negative ions are real, um, and they do kind of help with depression and illness, but not enough to medically be able to change your life. So it's not like you're going to see any effect of having more negative ions in your body. Also... Right. The fact that pyramids can generate them, that's that's not science. So the next thing that pyramids can do is meditating un underneath it increases your theta and alpha brain waves. Again, theta and alpha brain waves are real. So alpha is when you're is when you're resting after doing a lot of hard work. So if you're like out in the garden and then you come in and like fall on the couch and just stop moving for a little bit, you're probably it producing alpha brain waves okay theta brain waves are when you're like daydreaming and so the fact that it would help make these stronger while meditating would be useful because you're in more of like a dream state again the fact sure. that pyramids can actually do this is not proven right so the last thing it says it can do is it can activate the pineal and poop pituitary <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said these words out loud. <laughs> All right. So the last thing it can do is it can activate the pineal and the pituitary glands, resulting in enhanced balance, balance, relaxation, and tranquility. I thought you were going to say enhanced bowel movements. <laughs> I mean, I just really thought that's what was coming out of your mouth. We might as well just throw that in. Like yeah, we're just like, making what stuff up now. It fix? Gets rid of gray hairs. So Does your husband stop watching Star Wars. No. So the pineal gland does produce melatonin, which it helps with sleep patterns. Most people know that. Again, would be helpful in meditation. But the fact that you can just activate it by sitting in a different location, not, not, not science. Real. So they say that meditation in pyramids, it can cause a sense of weightlessness. There's an electric tingling sensation. You can feel warm. You dream with vivid colors and graphic visions. Uh, external stimuli fade away, and then you can experience time distortion. To be fair, <clears throat> I think that a lot of people that do any sort of intense meditation would probably talk about very similar things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And like That's kind of the point. I mean, my, my personal belief is that these are all things, just like you said, these are all things that you can feel while meditating. And if you mm -hmm. do meditate underneath a pyramid and you feel like you're able to meditate better, go for it. Try it out. I mean, maybe there's not science behind it, but it's not I'm bad. Sure it's like, well, you know, on the ceiling or wherever it is. So sure. a pyramid doesn't fall on you. I feel like there could be negative medical effects. So... Specifically, when I talk about meditating, um, you usually do it inside of a copper wire pyramid. So it just has the outsides and then it's like it's nice and hollow. So it's it's not going to collapse on you. And so you can wear it like a hat. You you could also wear it like a hat. There are some that are 10 feet tall or 12 feet tall. In fact, that leads me into my next subject called What's on Amazon. <laughs> yes, I love it. So, so I'm going to read off the description, the cost, and the name of it. And then I want you guys to try and guess how many stars it has. I'll give you within 0.3. Okay. Okay. Or I guess we can do who's ever closest. 
Um, and then I have a couple reviews that I found for them also that I'm going to read out. Maybe a dramatic reading. So the first one. Energy generator Organ Pyramid for EMF protection and healing meditation Organite Pyramids Crystal Chakra. It's for $35. Organite Pyramid helps filter and balance energy fields in our environment and can aid in strengthening your body by converting low-frequency energy into higher frequency that is more beneficial for life forms, including yourself, pets, and plants. Out of 674 reviews, oh how many stars? So many. 3.8. Yeah, 4.8. 4.6. Yes! All right, next. I'm buying into this left and right. Finest quality 51 degree 9 in 24 karat gold plated copper meditation pyramid for healing. This is $90. Awakens the soul or Buddha nature to enjoy a quieter mind, calmer emotions, healing, physical, emotional, and mental problems. The tools are not based on religion, but healing through the science of the soul that helps strengthen a person to make positive changes and evolve into a more harmless spiritual way of life. Out of 51 reviews. Mm, out of five stars. Out of five stars. 4.8. 4.3. I think Becky's closer on that one. I believe so, yes. Alright, next. B-U-T-W. Huge handcrafted Zaire Africa Malachite 12-inch pyramid healing lapidary. This is $2,499.99. Whoa. Using this stone can decrease one's tendency to radiation, illness, asthma, arthritis, and tumors. Say, Before you say, uh -huh. sorry, are you going to guess the stars? Yeah, I was going to rate. Yeah, so this is out of one review. I'm going to read uh, you the review before you guess. Okay, right, go ahead. Really? Yeah. Okay. I really spent a lot on this, and I forgot why the hell I bought it. Anyone want to pay me back? <laughs> um, one star. <laughs> I'm going to probably say one star. Five out of five stars! Oh, sounds right, yeah. So, so here's one thing to know about Amazon reviews. You do not have to actually purchase the item in order to review it on Amazon. But also, what logic is there in that comment or review? Because somebody was just trolling on that review. Why? I spent a lot of money on this? That's my guess, is somebody was just like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll write a review here, whatever. Alright, next is, and final one, is the Carolillion, 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 you know? Britain, yeah. Britain, for this one, can we guess the price, actually? Ooh, yes, absolutely. Describe the thing, and we'll be like, what would I pay for that? So this one has a, a, a good review, but it's a little long. Do you want me to give you everything plus the review, or sure. and then price, or do you want to price then review? Tell tell us the the stars for the review. This specific review, I think it was five stars. Okay, and tell me again what it was. The Carolean Heritage Shungite Polished Pyramids Wholesale Set. I'm gonna say it's a set. It's a set. Two fifty. I'm gonna go. Uh, are we playing prices right rules, obviously. No. Obviously. Yes. Uh, I'll go one penny. Cool. It is two seventy five fifty nine. Becky is closest. Should have played the game. I mean, I was trying to play the bust. So, here is the review I found, and I'm gonna read it as as close as I can to it being written down. For skeptics, Shungite does what people claim. I thought same thing, but then tried it. I taped a flat stone of Shungite on a large bruise and sleep on it. I woke up next day, no bruise. Where the stone was. For electronics, it take a lot of it and large quantity to block EMS. So I'm not surprised by your results. Seriously, in this day and age of technology, it is easy to look up. But because of fear of government regulations in most countries, 
you don't get the information of what size and amount effects change on a lot of stone and crystal use. Think about this? Your computer is full of crystal gold, silver, and platinum. Hmm. Wonder besides the electrical use why this combination is used in technology. Could it be the other stones have used we are just beginning to understand? I have this stone at work great. I did not buy this from seller because I bought from a local store. If for water filtering, yes, hard to tell. But coal has a feel that is different one, it is not cold to it feel light and also easy to scratch and carve as well. Shungite is heavy cold and has a good feeling holding it. Is this all? Was that all one review? That was one review. Jiminy Christmas! I feel like we just went down a very long path of that person describing how they used it for bruises and water filtering and... And I think they were trying to say that it's easy to tell if it's coal or if it's actually Shungite. And sure. Yeah. Oh, man. So... Are you guys ready to go out and buy some pyramids? The only use of a pyramid is to use it like Stanley did, where he wore a pyramid pocket and kept his pizza in it. Oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so... I am disappointed that that's not what your episode was on. Well, I tried to actually watch the episode, but season 8 wasn't working on my Netflix. And so I had to just... Fake. I just had to Google it and YouTube it. You and I season am eight. Yeah, common Netflix problems that a whole season of a show doesn't work. It's actually a legitimate issue. You can find it on Reddit. People talking about the same thing that only season of eight of The Office doesn't work. So get at me, Becky. Whoa. I feel like we just stumbled across another conspiracy theory. <laughs> Big Netflix coming after season eight of The Office. I mean, apparently all you have to do is delete the app and then reinstall it. But that's so it really could have think. been that's done. what they want. Well, you to the think. issue is, is that it's Tori's friends Netflix, and so oh, I wasn't able to get the password. So gotcha. Anyway, right. um, sources I used uh, an article called "What Is Pyramid Power?" Gaia.com, Fizz.org, SidonianWageStore.com, Healthline.com, ScientificAmerican.com, Wikipedia, and Amazon. Good. Sounds good. So that was a good. Okay. <laughs> so I looked up fizz.org, and there's no way that this is a reasonable website. Uh, I don't think that's how you spell it. I think it's p h y s dot org. Right? Yeah. All right, you can cut this out. <laughs> nope. No, no, that's not how this works, Becky. You don't get to just cut out all the parts where you're wrong, <laughs> and leave no, in all the parts does. where I can't speak. No, no, we'll cut that out. That's fine. Um, but if you wanted to marry Kyle, you could have more influence in this, but... I don't. Yep, there we are. All right, are we ready for trivia? Trivia, trivia. Written, announce trivia. Uh, on this week of Rapid Trivia, we are doing Marvel Cinematic Universe questions. We had a couple listener questions sent in that... Which one I'm using. And Becky is using five. <laughs> <laughs> You're using all the listener questions? Yeah. Oh, cool. All so right. you have to come up with a different one. You I'm... can't use the one. No, no, no. I sent him a separate one from the ones I sent you. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. So you were playing double agent here, I see. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. Yeah. Who's starting? Kyle. Which famous action star almost was cast in the role of Iron Man before it was swept up by Robert Downey Jr.? You got this, Becky. Tom Cruise. That is correct. It is Tom Cruise. <laughs> what kind of shoes does Fat Thor wear? Uh, Crocs. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. We're tied up at 1-1. One, one. Which war was Captain America in? As a young man. World War II. That is correct. And that was a listener question from Bryn. Thank you, Bryn. She doesn't want her name on here. Um, 
What nickname does Tony Stark use for Spider-Man in Civil War? I mean, he uses a lot of nicknames for him, but... It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, Underoos <laughs> is yeah. one of the nicknames. You're tied uh, up at 2-2. Two, two. Which Marvel Cinematic Universe film has the first woman in the title of the film? Ant-Man and the Wasp. That is correct. Um, also, we could say her character's name in the title. Sure. Fair enough. Okay. In Avengers, the first one... While Tony and Bruce are investigating Loki's scepter, what is Tony Stark snacking on during the scene? Pretzels. No. Dang it. Blueberries. Blueberries? Becky's leading by one. What, what? Okay, that's a pretty tough question, though. I think you've gone real hard on me here. <laughs> I feel no sympathy. All right. uh, these questions were sent in by Dylan, and I did double-check to make sure he knew all of these off the top of his head and did not have oh. to research them. So. Yeah, Fair enough. so Dylan's on my team, whoever Thanks. he is. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, who was the first African-American superhero shown in the MCU? And I'm, I'm going to say here, this this might like this i'm giving two answers as being correct because i think that there is possibly two answers depending on the way Can you I name the it. movie instead of the person no i'm looking for the person i don't care what you're looking for britain no you gotta say the person <sighs> or at least the like character the superhero yeah okay so i'm thinking of the guy who is an iron man and ends up getting a Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. And I do not know his name. But if you're willing to accept two answers, Can there's I... no way it's Black Panther. Because I think mm-hmm. even them waited. Can I guess? Um, yeah. Is it Nick Fury? Yeah. So Nick Fury was my second answer that I would have I would have accepted. Uh, Colonel Rhodes is the War Machine. Yeah. War who machine. who who is the second superhero that you were trying to guess? I, I was accepting either because technically Rhodes is not shown in the first movie as a superhero, but he is the first... Do we first... think Nick Fury is a superhero? I mean, yeah, he has his own series of superhero comics, so yes. He's a super spy, so yeah. Semantics. Anyway, that, that counts as Becky getting it correct. Does it? Thank she you said Rhodes. Me. What? She did not say Rhodes. I she was like, uh, the, the yeah. other guy who... Uh, she she described Rhodes. If you're gonna... Yeah. <laughs> If you're not gonna, if you're gonna ask me blueberries, she does not get Rhodes correct. That's bull crap. <laughs> well, I'm the judge, okay. and I declare. Yeah, yeah, he's the judge. All right. Now. All right. What does Project Pegasus refer to? Um. Them trying to get Thor's hammer out of the desert in Arizona. No. Shield's code name for the work involving the Space Stone. Okay. My last question. What is the name of the dog or the duck that is in the containers shown in the collector's room in the Guardians of the Galaxy? I'll accept either the dog or the duck's name. I think I might know the duck. Go for it, Britain. This doesn't count as you getting it right, though. I know, I'm forfeiting. Is it Howard the Duck? It is Howard the Duck. That is the duck. Do you want to guess the dog? Duggo. Cosmo the Space Dog. That's what I said. Alright, my last question. What kind of sandwich is Black Widow eating when Ant-Man shows up at the Avengers compound in Endgame? Uh, peanut butter and jelly. Nope. What? Just peanut butter. No, what? no, that counts. No, she, there is purple on that sandwich. Bull. Yeah, no, that that one that one counts. That is correct. I didn't swear. Bull crap is unacceptable. What? Unacceptable. All right. We are playing by Sunday school rules here. Okay, there is purple in that sandwich. It's definitely got jelly. What do you think, Britain? Yeah, I'm 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 counting it. If we took the guy that got in a a suit, we're accepting peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> All right, Becky, that makes you the winner because you obviously know more than Kyle. About uh-huh. Marvel in particular. Uh-huh. Shout out to What's-His-Face, who I definitely don't remember the name of. Dylan. Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks, so Dylan. I get to decide next week's thing, and it is going to be 
trivia on strange or unique animals. Ooh, I like it. Okay, okay. Strange or unique animals. Thank you for repeating that. I was trying to, I'm trying to put it to memory. Thank you for joining us on this very spooky podcast. And have a happy Halloween! (laughs) Okay, we're going to include that, and then we're going to include this fun segue into... Next week. What? Oh, yes, reviews. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't forget and remind you this earlier. I don't know what's happening anymore. (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) Who wants to introduce the way that we're going to do reviews? So... I'll introduce it. So we've had some lovely people go Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. give us a review on iTunes. And we we wanted to sort of say thank you to those people. So we're going to read out some of them on Mm -hmm. some different episodes of the podcast. And the way that we're going to read them out um, is Becky's going to read them out. and uh, Extra sarcastically. Yeah, she's (laughs) going to throw in some sarcasm as we go along. And we're all going to laugh at that. Go ahead, Bex. And... I should also say thank you to all of Britain's friends who allowed him to bully you into doing this. <laughs> and I am sorry. We did not ask him to do this. And there is no way anyone would believe most of these. All right. So hey, I did not tell them what to write. I just asked kindly if they enjoyed the show. Maybe you'll just go and leave us a little review. I'm going to read this. Uh-huh. And then we can talk about whether or not you were involved in this. All right. Here we go. Julian um, did a review, and he titled it My Utmost Honest Review. (laughs) So, let's start, Julian. Not only will this podcast increase your chances of winning bragging rights on trivia nights, but it will also increase your happiness. I want to see the graph, Julian. Laughter is the best medicine, and wow, did these guys nail it. You'll feel smarter than all your friends, and you'll begin to enjoy the art of podcasts. The art of podcasts. This is an art. This is not an art. Other people might do art on their podcasts. We do not. Back to Julian. Here's where it really takes a turn. Work has become less grueling, especially when Britain has his witty comments, which is basically being blindsided by comedy gold. No. You will not be disappointed. All three hosts bring intellectual comedy right into your eardrums. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Julian, thank you. Also, you probably have the best grammar out of any of our reviews, so thank you for keeping it together. All right, shall we do another? Yeah, let's yes. do another. Okay. And actually, uh, thank you, Julian. He does actually yeah, really yes. enjoy no. the podcast. I, That's good. I'm We're glad. glad. Yeah. All right. Um, so Danny wrote this one. She called it Rising Star. This is actually probably the most normal one we have. She says, love the variety of content and adding some new into my current subscriptions. Excellent audio quality hooked after two episodes and can't wait to hear more. Thank you, Danny. Well, we have lots of more episodes for you, Danny. Yeah. And, you know, you'll have done this review back in September and this will come out maybe in Halloween. And so, yeah, yeah. it's October 29th, October 29th. Jesus. All right. Final review for this week that we're going to read. We're going to read some each week. Um, Adam Yaw, the one and only Adam Yaw. He <laughs> titled his Edumacation. <laughs> okay, but did you take his phone and write No, I did, no okay. I did not write any of these. Excellent. We all believe you. All right, here's what he says. This is what school should be like. Because <laughs> it's way more fun than history class. We agree. Great combo of entertainment and learning something new. I feel productive just listening. I may have hit the one-star rating on accident. Oh, Adam. Adam. So I will hit five-star multiple times. Thank you. We'll strongly consider writing Apple to give this podcast a seven-star rating. Yeah! Breaking the Apple record! Right. Um, I would also like to point out earlier today, Adam texted me and he said, Becky's contributions are hilarious. Ah, perfect. So don't make too hard, make fun of him too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're uncomfortable. The contributions that he is mentioning are usually my sarcastic comments. 
so we just want to say thank you again to all those listeners who gave us those reviews. If you want to go onto your podcast app and give us a review, it would be super appreciated. Uh, and we will gladly make fun of you. And we, yeah, we will gladly read them out on an episode and make fun of you. We sure will. And if this is coming out at the end of October, yes. Yeah, Make sure you get out and vote and have a plan to go vote in person That's if a, you haven't already sent in your ballot. That's a great Go vote. <laughs> I will suck your blood. I was going to say Play. the same thing. <laughs> Beware. If Britain should never do an accent again, let us know. Send in emails, comments, ratings. Yeah, you can you, pay. You know all that from the outro. Five star ratings. Right. Don't do any more accents. Oh, okay. How about this? If we get enough five-star ratings, I will never do an accent again. No. If we get a hundred five-star reviews. Ourselves. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Pod Trivia. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and ask us questions or maybe uh, suggest future trivia questions, please email us, podtriviacast at gmail.com. To find out more information about future episodes or contact us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at podtriviacast. If you like our show, head over to Apple or Google Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We might just read it on the air. If you don't like our show, don't give us a review. <laughs> but give us those five stars and let us know. It really helps. All right. Thanks so much for listening.